coming at you from Scratch and Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. It's your very favorite World of the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. To my left, it's a guy we found on the street corner, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And look at over here to my right, it's the guy who brought him here for some goddamn reason, Mr. Tommy Dixon. How's it going? <laughs> What's up, gentlemen? Uh, why did I bring you here? Oh, just thanks for the ride. Oh, well, you needed it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be outdone, we have a guest in this, uh, with us today. The poor man's Pat Sajak, Mr. C. Grant Rose. Grant, welcome back, buddy. <laughs> nice to be here. How y'all doing? <laughs> doing all right, man. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Grant. <laughs> Good to have you back, bud. It's been too long, man. It's number 11, I think. 12, maybe. Still waiting on those steak knives and or toaster. They were already oh, sent to in my garage. No, we, we sent them when you were away. Yeah, they probably just uh, melted. So you're saying my wife put it in the garage and it's never to be found again? That's uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, most likely. Fair enough. <laughs> you're, you're on your way to getting a new prize. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't make promises. Yeah, don't. <laughs> don't put us on the hook for more shit, man. We're we doing first to twenty now. He <laughs> <laughs> had to start all over. So, well, actually, you know, you know what's going to fuck up that uh, that race though is our let's play. <laughs> oh, because that's a CJ and Mel guest spot every other week. Oh wow! Ooh, they're yeah, catching see, him that quick. Doesn't count. Uh, that the hell it doesn't. Yeah, well, we make that decision, <laughs> not you. <laughs> Just saying, it doesn't count. It can't count. It's already scheduled. It has you to be unscheduled appearances. You don't make Chaos. the rules, man. <laughs> Chaos is key. You've been scheduled for like two weeks. What do you mean, unscheduled appearances? <laughs> <laughs> He's got you there. <laughs> Shit, maybe you've been scheduled for like six months. Oh, you know, well, yeah, it's a mess thing because we're still living in that time warp. Yeah. We've held on to that lead mm-hmm. for the most part. And then, of course, with the with the actual plays. Um, you know, so that's been a nice little buffer, but that still means we are living in that time where we're both, we could say happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because it just happened, happened, (laughs) but this is not going to air until like January. I was going to say, it's got to be well after Christmas. So happy new year, everyone. Right. Maybe (laughs) happy new year. (laughs) Maybe. Merry Christmas. Hannah Kwanzaa. Could you (laughs) all of them? Yes. All of the things, because we don't <laughs> know. related holiday, yo. Yay. Yo. Happy Valentine's Day. Who knows? No, I don't think we're in February yet. Well, it might then... be next Thanksgiving at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Jesus. That's Hopefully by the time all of my projects actually be published on the vault by then. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. Speaking that's definitely of, not true. Uh, speaking of, at the time of this recording, little little plug for, for our buddy Grant here. As you are, you are working on Dark Lepix. So not yet. That's April next year. No, there's a thread. Um, there is a thread. <laughs> you are collecting material. Thread. Yes, as of I call that work. Collecting material. I call that work. That is work. And remember, this ain't gonna air for a few months. So yeah. fucking. So you only have a few months left now. This will be topical, maybe. But <laughs> So what I am almost finished with, that's going to be posted um, this Thanksgiving weekend, um, maybe a little bit into next week, is the Lepix revision. Uh, I've wrote out about another 10 to 15 pages of extra material for the original Lepix book. 
So whoever's actually bought it already, it's a free update. But once I actually publish the revision, I'm going to have to jack the price up by like a dollar, dollar and a half to pay for art. But okay. it's uh, much more substantial than it should, than it should be. It started as a joke, almost a proper book now. Well, I mean, I was going to say that in fact, it started as my joke. <laughs> <laughs> and it's True weird story. you didn't say that specifically. Yeah. How dare you? I mean, let you, you know, be your own cheerleader. No. And by the time they hear this, the price would have already gone up. So. Right. Like, yeah, this is all past tense now. See, this yep. is the thing. Is this is going to be in the future. So what are you talking about shit that already happened for? <laughs> this is the I mean, that's why we're here, to talk about stuff that already happened. You know what? What an amazing segue. Because we are, in fact, talking about the Dark Ages. We've been waiting on this one for a little while. Well, this is one I wanted to make sure to get Grant on, because Grant is a huge history nerd. Right. That's true. I don't give a shit about history, even a little. <laughs> so that's not true. There's, there's little pockets here and there, but largely I'm not a, I'm not a history guy and you guys aren't history guys. No. So it's no. Like, let's, let's wait till Grant's available so we can get <laughs> someone that cares about history to talk about a historical fucking setting. I that's mean, so true. Right. It's very true. <laughs> well, you think about it, right? We did wild west and all we talked about was fucking tombstone and young guns. Yes, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. <laughs> that's sadly true. No, it is. We just talked about fucking I'm Western about movies. It. Wow, yeah, yeah. No one went like, well, actually, Doc Holliday was really a dentist, and no, no one cared. No one cared. <laughs> it's not important. Doc Holliday. That's Hell true, yeah. though. No, I know it's awesome. <laughs> Did we not bring up Billy the Kid in that episode either? Young Guns. Young Guns. Okay. I was gonna say we said he just said Young Guns. Yeah, two no, movies. But- Emilio was the shit in that. He was great in Braveheart too. Speaking, oh, you know, yeah, speaking of, yeah, yeah speaking Bring of, it right back in. <laughs> it's good for the era. Grant's oh. already checked out. He's like, "Fuck this." <laughs> I'm just trying to think if Emilio Estevez was actually in Braveheart or not. He wasn't. No, I was going to say know, Grant's going to go watch that movie. Like, wait, when did this happen? I should have leaned into that and said he was the lead. <laughs> stupid. What are you talking about? Jeez. <laughs> oh, Grant's definitely going to go watch that movie now. I would watch Emilio Estevez as Braveheart. I want to see that remake. And I want to see it today, now that Emilio's like 80 years old and oh, he's all yeah. shriveled up or whatever. It, it's fun. I don't think he's that bad, but he, he did not age well. So oh, I watch the new Indiana Jones. He looks like my grandma. <laughs> Emilio Estevez looks like grandma. A little bit. <laughs> oh, my wife started watching that new Mighty Ducks TV show. Oh, my God. And he's he, clearly he's in it. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Because yeah. he needs work. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. Man he needs a paycheck. Not, he did not age well. That sucks though, because he's like way more talented than Charlie Sheen. Yeah, but like he got all the talent genes and none of the appearance genes. <laughs> that is unfortunate. Hey, <laughs> oh well. I had a bad joke that uh was on my mind, and I just had to not say that one. So let's not mention Charlie Sheen. It's it's too easy, too easy to pick on that poor man. Poor. <laughs> well, All right, that's dude, drugs ain't cheap. <laughs> okay, good point. Neither are hookers. <laughs> he went through some dark times. Oh, boy. Hey, oh. So, what are you trying to say it, Amy? He was trying to segue into I dark ages. To. Oh. <laughs> was that track. bad? Jesus, really? Yeah. <laughs> was that bad? Didn't catch it. That's how oh, bad it was. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I caught it. That's brutal. <laughs> you know what I love about that, though, is I love the idea 
that the audience is hearing that terrible fucking segue and just laughing their ass off going, oh God damn it, Danny. Yep. <laughs> no, I expected you to say that. I, I, again, absolutely. it was so bad it went under my radar. Mm-hmm. I absolutely expect half the people in Discord, and I can hear them saying it out loud. And speaking of, you should join our Discord if you're not part of it. See, look at that. I teed up another one for yeah, you. Yeah, see, I fixed it. Uh, <laughs> you can get there through our forums, which is on our website, rageacrosstheinternet.com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. All right. <laughs> look at that, yeah. That was, that was nice. Yeah, a little stank to it. <laughs> that was smooth, man. Not coming with 25% more twang this time, though. <laughs> no, we're saving that one for Brandon. Oh, we're going to have to get the... The minute the, me and him get on one episode together with y'all, it's going to be bad. Because I'm going to bring out his accent, and he's going to bring out mine. And uh, good luck keeping up. Just saying. Well, we'll bring in Kaysen as well. Just try to even that out. We don't do We'll do an episode about, like, uh, based on Rage Across the Appalachia. Because oh, we don't do book reports, but we'll just we'll we'll just kind of focus on that kind of setting. So you just want to hear me yell for an hour, okay? Maybe. <laughs> well, we'll put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's you versus Brandon versus Kason, probably yes. I don't <laughs> think the world is ready for all six of us on mic at once. I'm not ready for that. Be a new Thunderdome. Right. Oh, shit. But that said, uh, go back to the Discord for a second. You know, you can come and hang out uh, with us, the three of us. Uh, Grant hangs is there a lot, like a lot, too. <laughs> yep. Gets oh, a like in a good source. way. It's he gets cool. a lot of his source material there, so. It's true. No. And Grant's one of us. It's a good time. <laughs> I have nothing else better to do in life. There Just you. work in Discord. You know, it's. Hey, whatever works. It kind of be like that, though, doesn't it? <laughs> for all of us, yeah. I don't think I've been on Discord in three days. That's the most I've ever been off of Discord, but I've been working that whole time. Yeah. Oh, it's been awful. But the Discord is a good time. There's, there's good people there, good community. Lots of great discussion. Yep. And then just werewolf stuff, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know, we like to hang out and just bullshit and have some fun, and you can be part of that, too. Oh, the meme and gif wars can get... Intense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, shit, it wasn't fast enough. I needed a milieu Estevez meme. And, of course, we got our Wednesday hangout night. Where we, um, so much fun. Yeah, really. We just, we play Dead by Daylight and talk shit. Like we do. And like you can join us. And then, of course, if you want to do that other nights of the week, well, that's a perk for our backers, which is over on the Ko fi. So there are several tiers there. If you are in a position that you can support us financially, that would be amazing. We definitely could use it. We definitely appreciate it. And if you can't, that's cool too. There are other ways to show support. Right. Like uh, like what, Tom? Five-star reviews. That sounds great. What else, Danny? Likes and shares the socials of media. All of them. That was a really weird way to say it. Yeah, you're right. Talking about support. Um, you could also support our buddy Grant, who um, has contributed quite a bit to Werewolf the Savage Age. Uh, From time to time. Who has uh, his own imprint, Etched in Crimson. Uh, Enoch by Night is well on its way, Yes. Yes, it's it's been long in coming, real life delays and all that. Still waiting on some uh, a significant block of art to come through. Um, but when it's done, we'll be pushing out to the community as fast as possible. Uh, Enoch by Night, it's, it's going to be pretty cool. So trying and, to do it right for everybody. And we'll be sure to show for that because, yeah. hey, you're a buddy. <laughs> for not liking vampire stuff, I'm, I'm excited about this one. 
it's a little different. It's, it's probably because it's Grant. And I'm being a little biased, but whatever. Well, I was a big fan of uh, Boardwalk Empire. So to see what Enoch does at night is exciting to me. Is it Paul Wayart? No, it is not Paul Wayart. Uh, I'm having Dylan Haney um, is the primary artist for Enoch. Okay. Um, I've, I've showed some art in the Discord and on Facebook a couple places. Uh, he's ridiculously good, uh, and he's uh, more of the aesthetic that I was looking for for that particular book. Paul Way, his aesthetic is fantastic for Werewolf, but for the more gritty look that I'm looking for for Enoch, it just wasn't a good fit at the time. So, hmm. That's fair. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, you know, we love the Paul Way art. You know, oh, hell, yeah. we're still using it. This <laughs> yeah, is season four at this point. We're still using oh, it. Yeah. I think it's season four now. If Maybe in January. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Yeah, we're on the spoiler alert. We're not getting new art for season four. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe enough uh, chilling for our buddy and ourselves. Ko fi dot com. Uh, across the internet. Links in the description. In the show notes, all of it. Yep. Check out Grant's stuff over in the Storytellers Vault. There's a thing right there on the website. You know, affiliate link. Go check that out. And let's um get to the subject in hand. And step into the Dark Ages. The evilest of all middle times. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, open the door on this subject. So, the big thing with Dark Ages Werewolf. So, they really didn't develop too much of the setting. You had two, two core books, and then you had like two or three other books that mentioned werewolves in the Dark Ages. Um, Darkening Sky and Blood and Silk, which was akin to the East Supplement. Um, and then Dark Ages, Europe and British Isles, all those, that's pretty much it. You have those six books that have some information on Dark Ages Werewolf. Well, now what about, um, uh, Blood Dim Tide? So Blood, Blood Dim Tides is, it does have some stuff, but it's tangential to the objective of the book was just to focus on the, the seas and what's under the sea. So it was more of a time irrelevant uh, supplement book. Well, so. I, I, well, I love I never actually, it's on the bookshelf. I never actually opened it, but I was under the impression that there were Vikings on that cover. So I just ran with it. So they do have Vikings in that and <laughs> See, wolves, boom. Is, wolves I win. Sea, um, which is another uh, dark ages vampire book uh, has stuff on that particular era and time frame, but it's not really focusing on werewolves at all. Uh, it's all focusing on uh, vampires and what they're doing, their impression of Viking society. Uh, and then on top of that, that book is set during the Viking Age, which is like between uh, 850 to like 1100, give or take. Um, and the Dark Ages Werewolves book starts off at 1230. So it's not really Dark Ages. It's more like Dark Medieval. It's it's actually further along in the timeline than the Dark Ages. You know, Dark Ages sells better and it sounds better than, you know, Medieval Times Werewolf. So... Well, I've, I've been to medieval times. <laughs> the giant turkey legs? Yeah. Wearing those paper crowns? Yellow team, yo. Yeah. We won, we won the shit out of that thing. Renaissance <laughs> fair. <laughs> You've never been to like the medieval times restaurants? No. Oh, man. Oh. We have to find one and take you to medieval times. <laughs> I mean, I've been to the Renaissance wow. fair, but... No, it, it's literally wow. like a giant coliseum. You have dinner, and then you watch the... Uh, like the, the knights joust. and stuff. Yeah, like, like a fake and... like fake gladiator. Yeah. Oh, all right. That sounds fun. Yeah. Remember, oh, it's no, fun. Remember Cable Guy? Mm-mm. Jim Carrey? I don't. I mean, I hate the movie, yes. But they, they go to it. 
But he hasn't seen it, the movie, so real we thing. don't have to talk yeah. about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the bad man can go away. All right, fine. But yeah, no, that I movie is like that's the worst. Jim. That's the that's the worst thing Jim Carrey's ever done, and he has killed people. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if that's the worst he's ever done, but it's up there. <laughs> So Dark wow. Ages. It's anyway. definitely <laughs> worse than the murder. <laughs> wow. Anyway, moving on from moving Jim Carrey killing random people. Um, oh. The really cool thing that I like about Werewolf the Dark Ages and the, the time frame that they picked. So that they picked 1230 for a reason. Because in 1230, there was a pretty massive eclipse uh, throughout most of Europe. So at the time, like the, the, the peasantry and the fiefdoms and all that stuff, they had this major earth shattering thing like, oh, what's going on? You know, is God coming? Is this the rapture? You know, so all those religious people in the medieval era, um, they're kind of thrown on tilt. And they sort of look at that in the core books. They really go into it in Darkening Sky. But that eclipse would have had massive ramifications throughout the, uh, the world of werewolf. Well, I could definitely see that. And it's, it's something that I was uh, thinking about our buddy CJ, you know, who, I mean, you know, CJ, you know, he runs two Wild West games, actually. Yeah. You know, one, one on our server, one elsewhere, you know, talking to him uh, about at one point, you know, you know, it's the, well, the apocalypse isn't coming anytime soon, you know, in that era, but then you stop and you go, well, they didn't know that. Right. And, and I, I look back and we look at this is where we talk about Dark Ages as well, is you talk about this eclipse and it's like, you know, things were pretty great for the Garu in this time frame. Well, a lot less to worry about. Yeah, like things were pretty great. And we're at the pinnacle. I mean, there was no silver either. I mean, there was There was, silver, but it wasn't existed. a threat at there the time humans hadn't, but humans hadn't discovered that. By, you know, right. By and large, it wasn't a worry. Yeah. Um, you know, the weaver... We were laughing him off the stage. We weren't mm-hmm. super worried about the worm. The black spiral dancers were considered a joke. Things were pretty good for them. However, then we get this eclipse. I was gonna say then this eclipse kind of maybe spooks them up a little bit. Well, maybe you know, you know, like the prophecy of the phoenix. Again, it was a little more than like a tale. It's just like a like a cub story. You know, the signs weren't manifesting yet. I think it was what just the talons and the striders took it seriously. But you have something like this, and you have the Christianity is getting stronger. You know, the church is becoming more of a threat. It, it's very much um, rock and roll is the devil's music, if you will. Okay. You know, yeah, everything was perfect, but oh, here's Elvis, and we're all going to die. All the kids are going to turn evil. And, yeah, you know, it's relatively speaking. Mm-hmm. Like well, we especially look at, in retrospect. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look at, you look at like, the modern setting, and it's like, well, geez, we are fucked. <laughs> they had it so easy back then. But, like, in the Dark Ages, it's like, we had it so easy back then. <laughs> right. We are fucked today. You look at the problems we have now compared to the problems they had then, and again, retrospect, it's not showing very much. But for something to be that significant, that large scale, and almost immediately out of nowhere, you can see why they would be a little skeptical or even afraid. Yeah, and you also have to think that if you're looking at the humanity side of everything, Gross. That time frame, it had just had, you know, 400 years of mass warfare throughout Europe. Um, you know, I think the Sixth Crusade had literally just ended. So that's six crusades that had, that had occurred. You'd have massive battles, massive uh, amounts of people being murdered. And, you know, Fall of Const- uh, Constantinople was right around that time frame. Uh, Istanbul. So, yeah, Istanbul. <laughs> 
so yeah, it, it definitely had a, a big ramification for how the Guru Nation would start looking at um, what's going on instead of it being, you know, prior to the Dark Ages, like right after the fall of Rome, like well, maybe they've seen things. What's that? Into Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> after the fall of Rome, you know, the Guru Nation was pretty strong. Um, but after all this stuff that started happening in the Dark Ages, it would really, really throw them into kind of a, a panic mode. You know, you, you know, it wouldn't be like, oh, nothing's going on and I don't have to have to pay any attention. It's shit. Maybe the guy on the corner screaming the end is nigh is uh, he's onto something. I, I couldn't help myself. So it was that. funny. I, I, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I'll never apologize for a, they might be Giants reference, but I do have the Atlantis thing. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Getting close to mage material there. You know, Atlantis is a thing in mage. Oh, stop. Gross. You're fired. <laughs> Have your wife have your wife send those steak knives back. <laughs> I'm revoking one of your appearances. <laughs> no, but I think you know, again, it's it's that end is nigh mentality. Look, you know, the 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 Mayan calendar and we all fucked off in what, twenty twelve. Yep. You know, or actually a better example, Nostradamus, who predicted the end of the world like thirty different fucking times. Yep. Well, even the millennium with the two thousand thing. That oh, Y two K. Yeah, Y two K. Yeah. Yeah, the robot uprising. Mm-hmm. Fucking <laughs> Skynet didn't again. Judgment yeah. Day came and went, <laughs> and we know that the Aztecs foretold Judgment Day. <laughs> it's a little, little on fact. That's where Cameron got it. The point is, though, it's is you cool. know things things are looking rough. It's still werewolf the apocalypse. There's something there, mm-hmm. and I think there's room for that contingent of, for lack of a better term, doomsayers. Okay, yeah. Was this a lunar or a solar eclipse? I can't remember off the top of my head. It was near total, though. So it was it was definitely noticeable. It wasn't one of those things that happened very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get them mixed up in my head. So. Well, one's the sun and one's the moon. Yeah, right. I'm just saying I could see the Garu <laughs> freaking out more if it's a lunar because what's happening to Aunt Luna? Right. I can really right. see them freaking out like Aunt Luna's being blotted from the sky. What? Ex- what exactly <laughs> that. Like, that's mm-hmm. a fucking problem. Yeah. You know, like, I see the tribes maybe call on a party foul on that one. Yeah, like a, a last-minute uh, emergency meeting of the tribes. This is yeah. What, what did we that. do wrong? We killed most of the pharaoh. Uh oh. <laughs> well, and that's <laughs> man. I'm not ready for that segue, but it's so good. <laughs> okay. No, I guess it's something to bring up is that we're not far off from the war of raid. Like we are, but we're not. But we're not right. It's still fresh in everybody's minds. Yeah, to the point, you know, we, and I think it's it's less about the War of Rage as far as I'm concerned and more about what the War of Rage did, mm-hmm. which was in the Imperium or, you know, pause it. Pause. But like it paused it to the point where now we come back and like, that's. That's still a problem. That's not a cave. <laughs> that's like a castle now. Yeah, it's still a problem. I, I can, I could run in the cave. So, yeah, so the, the eclipse was a total solar eclipse. So it would have impacted not just uh, Luna, it would have impacted Helios as well. So that would have been crazy for the Guru Nation. And then at the same time, you also have to think about that the War of Rage is very significant, but it happened so far before this time frame that the emphasis would be more on the Imperium and whether or not it was effective and whether or not they really need to reinstitute it. And then... A lot of the folklore around werewolves and silver killing werewolves and things like that started arising in this era. So, you know, those little secrets of the Guru Nation were beginning to seep into like modern knowledge or human knowledge at the time. 
So you have all these people that all of a sudden realize that, hey, maybe there's a beast in the woods that if I go out at night, I might get killed. Maybe I should take this uh, this silver knife just in case you know, what the old shaman over there said is true and the silver will protect me. So you'd have these random instances where a group pack would you know, go into the woods and see a, see a person and try to attack them. And then, hey, maybe that, maybe that knight really does have a silver knife. And it would just kind of change the dynamics about the guru versus humanity at the time. Like we didn't kill them all. Now they're starting to get, you know, get one to the fact that silver really is sort of lethal to us. And uh, what are we going to do about this issue? And then, you know, the whole black spiral dancers thing, the black spiral dancers fell around 300 AD. So they've had about 700, 800 years to kind of reconsolidate, but they were sneaky right. back then. You got to break that up, buddy. Sorry, my bad. You're just running through every fucking, t- yeah. <laughs> Let's back that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with the, uh, I mean, it's a great point with the War Rage. I mean, it was, yeah, it wasn't quite so recent, um, but it, it was current enough that um, instances of skull pigs being, for lack of a better, less skull piggy, <laughs> having a, a strong uh, occasional still connections to the Grander. Really? Yeah. And, you know, um, like Grant's bringing up, yeah, the Persian is really the larger issue. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, not only is it uh, society is getting, like, human society is, like, becoming a real thing, you know. They they went off to fight this war of rage and they come back and humans suddenly are way more tripled in size. <laughs> in, you know, technology and what they're doing. And, in fact, even the spirits, there's an issue there. The spirits are not super happy with the Garu, at, at least uh, in, in their entirety. Huh. Like some spirits in the Penumbra are actually kind of pissed over the War of Rage. And like, not because of the War of Rage specifically, but because of the Imperium. Because like, they're pissed that the War of Rage left all these spirits, like they're all resentful because they feel like the humans have gotten out of control. Right. That, you know, that makes sense. Yeah. Like there's this contingent of spirits out there who are pissed they feel like the, the Garu betrayed Gaia by letting the humans become so numerous. You, you've got spirits of, um, you know, the some of these like ancient beasts who see some of the Garu as food hmm. because, you know, these guys are traitors. Look at, look at what happened. You know, look at the humans who have hunted, who are hunting species down, who are fucking with the soil, who are, you know, screwing with the habitat of some of these spirits. Right. So it's, it goes back to, uh, like an ecosystem, right? Every, every little part of it needs another part so that whole ecosystem can survive. But now you're expanding that ecosystem to the the Umbra itself as well. Whereas you take a little bit of it away, not only are you screwing it, the ecosystem, but you're screwing the ecosystem in the Umbra on both sides of the, the rope, I guess. Like I'm following in my head. I'm just thinking out loud, but yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's crazy to think about though, because that's, it's it's a much bigger picture. Yeah, the, the spirit world's definitely pissed off at the Guru in this time because of humanity. You know, by virtue of them doing what they did in the War of Rage, uh, humanity really got a stronghold in the spirit's, you know, view of things to do the crazy stuff that they end up doing. You know, when the Roman Empire was a thing, they made multiple species extinct. Um, and those, the spirit reflection of those species uh, would have quite a lot to say uh, to the guru. Like there was a particular lion that was native to Italy in the surrounding areas that 
maybe if the guru hadn't wiped out so many of the best debt in Europe, maybe that those uh those lions would have still been alive today. So spirit world's gonna be pissed off in the dark ages at the guru. No, absolutely. And I mean that's I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, that no, there, that there is a level of that. Uh, I, you know, I know there's more stuff with the, the Umbra that I want to talk about, but I feel like we've got other things to like, we're, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it, but got to lead into that first. Yeah. Uh, so I just, I, I wonder how much of an influence these spirits had on the Imperium then. I mean, clearly it was going to be a thing, but how much of the spirit world being pissed off at them influenced that? So I'd argue probably none seeing as the Imperium wasn't reinstated. Solid. I think it would depend on. I think I'm thinking which, of it backwards. I think that's my problem. I'm thinking of it backwards. I, I think it would depend on which which particular type of training breed you're talking about. The spirits influencing. I don't think the spirits really influenced the Guru Nation to do anything, because the Guru, through their pride and arrogance, would be like, "What the fuck do you know? You're just a spirit. Shut the fuck up." But I think um, <laughs> that the spirit world <laughs> did have a heavy influence on the Ratkin at the time. Yeah, so I, you know. Doesn't that's, really go too deep true. into it in the Dark Ages books, but you got to think the Black Plague was a was a thing back then. Based on the lore, it's common sense to follow that the the Ratkin were behind that, and you know they have a much more intimate relationship with the angry spirits of the Umbra than the Gerudo. Like if you're a spirit and you're pissed off, go talk to the rats; they'll they'll hook you up. And so I think they really ran with it, which I think is funny because as we know, you know through uh, you know hey. Check out a Reckon episode. You know, they, a lot of them fucked off into the Umbra. You know, they're, they're ties to the wild. That's all well and good. But the humans were kind of their responsibility. Yes. And, um, but the Garu are getting shit. Now, now you can go, well, you know, they were fighting a war with the Garu. Well, right. But the Reckon were fighting a war with the Garu. Yeah. And also running away. There's that part too. Yeah. So maybe, was- maybe the spirits. Should I uh, look to the rats and go, hey, what the fuck, man? Well, no, it's it's a uh, werewolf. Well, yeah, game, it's a Garrow's fault. So that's why it's Garrow's fault. Yeah. Ratkin didn't do anything wrong. How dare you? Well, after the war raged, the Ratkin specifically mandated to just repopulate and hide from everything. Mm-hmm. That was, well, yeah, their, they that probably, was them. I mean, the spirits. My hero. Even, <laughs> even the spirits were like, guys, just fuck off somewhere and make your numbers big again. Yeah, but, well, that's what I mean. Is but like maybe they shouldn't have. Uh, maybe they just shouldn't have participated in the first place. That's fair. <laughs> maybe maybe you just don't be a part of that fight and no. do your job. Our, our numbers went under ten million. We need to get back up. But you know what? To to the the credit <laughs> of the Ratkin, though, is as we have recently also um, spent a little time fat dogging it. You know, with the girl <laughs> is is at least they knew how to make a pairing and have some kids. You know, we are all aware of the no hand stuff rule over in the, the Gural camp. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one got their shit together, one didn't. Even specifically stated in the DA book, there you can't really run Gural in this because mm-hmm. at most there was three to five awake at the time. Yeah, they're all sleeping. Everyone, they all went to hibernation. Right, and, that, and like that again, that's a problem for me. I know that's in the lore. There it is. Like, I'm not, I can't argue it. It's mm-hmm. what happened. But... <laughs> But the reasoning behind it irritates is me. Kind of bullshit. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's again. Well, we're almost all dead. I guess we should just nap instead of doing anything about that. Everybody makes mistakes, Porter. Everybody makes mistakes. I, yeah, just give the bears this. <laughs> 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 Three to five, they're there. It's because they probably have sleep apnea. 
Ooh, that's a good way of putting it. Nice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. No, no, it's good. It's good. Oh man, that's funny. So the numbers that the rats gotta hide to keep to get their numbers back up. The so girl the, hall. So the plague happens. I mean, that's they were yeah, doing it for the plague. Yeah. Then, then the bears are hiding, so there's none left. Foxes only exist in Japan, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say that. There can't be any foxes, because they're all over there. Someday we're going to do that fucking Kitsune episode. <laughs> Someday. Well, plus, you know, that was after the war rage. They're not a fighting breed either, so they just... Literally, the Kitsune were only used as messengers. Look, I just want to pick on them. Leave that's, me alone. Well, that's fine. But in the book, they're only used as messengers. I mean, that that was all their purpose was in this time frame. No, I'm, I'm just, yeah, okay, but I'm just picking on the fact that they're only, they're like Hengiokai, and there are foxes fucking everywhere on the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the red fox, the arctic fox. The Michael J. Fox. <laughs> wow. So the way I look at it and justify it is that you have the Noesha and then you have the Kitsune. And both of them are roughly seen as two sides of a same coin. That is uh, ridiculous. From Gaia's perspective. So the Noesha had like the Western Hemisphere. Kitsune had the Far East. So, and uh, everyone gets Europe. So why not? They already I, had enough people there. See, I, I don't buy that. <laughs> it's like their, their roles are so different. Mm-hmm. And in the term of the Kasune, maybe so ill-defined, almost as if they were perhaps an afterthought. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Maybe. Well, they were mentioned all the way back in first or second edition. I can't remember which. Um, uh, and, uh, the the second. Yeah, second edition was the Karen book. A write-up that was so interesting that the book ended before it was finished. <laughs> they just lost interest. That's, that's my theory. They ran out of time. My theory yeah. is they just they just got bored. <laughs> yeah, good enough. Check. A- editor made a mistake and cut off the last last part of that chapter. Yep. Uh, but but this leads to my jokes and <laughs> <laughs> well worth because you read that it just stops like super abruptly and then there's the back cover. Like oh, I actually like to look at it from the Kitsune from that perspective from this second edition portrayal of them being followers of the Worm of Balance. I, I would really like to pull that concept into the Dark Ages before the Ketsune and actually broaden them out even more than just being a Japanese-centric pharaoh. Um, if I was you know, a writer back then, which I was when I was in high school, obviously, like everyone else was, um, that's how I would have really portrayed it. Like, hey, this is the, the Japanese Ketsune and then the European foxes um, would have been more of the second edition version of the Ketsune. That way you could have both both versions that the White Wolf eventually wanted to portray. See, I would have been down with that. Again, that's that's one of my bitches about the game. I mean, this isn't the show for it. <laughs> someday we'll put that show on. Right. <laughs> someday. <laughs> but the, yeah, the issue there is that they, they are exclusively Hengi Yokai. Mm-hmm. And again, foxes are literally everywhere. I saw one like fucking yesterday. <laughs> In there my neighborhood, yeah. I was like, yeah. that's not a dog. That's really... Wow! No, no, that's a fox, <laughs> right? And so to have them exclusively Hengi Yokai is ir- it's, it's one of the things that really bothers me about them, and like, because there is so much more, you could, you could still do the Hengi Yokai Kitsune, sure. Just like we have the Hakan, you know, or the the Semabita, the, the whole, the, all of them, honestly, oh, all yes. of them. Speaking of the Hakan, as far as the Dark Ages, like they were pretty, uh, 
They were pretty active back then, Tom. Why would? <laughs> Again, you sent me a book that just described the Hakan <laughs> and just described <laughs> them. That was it. <laughs> it gave me nothing on the Dark Ages aspect of them. So, but yes, right, they, um, they were the warriors, so they were doing a lot. <laughs> all right, all right. they were the so, warriors. So, of the, I mean, this is what I got. They were the warriors of the I'll, beast I'll courts. They were loyal and <laughs> to the beast courts. <laughs> so the Khan back then, um, they, they were very active uh, in the in the area, obviously. But the, the big thing that was happening was uh, Ogade Khan. I think I said that right. Was still leading the Mongolian Empire, and they were still very active throughout the region. Um, it's also about the same time that they began to take over the Jin Dynasty of China. So all of the Hengi Yokai back then, which you know they, they were they were more active in the Dark Ages at that time frame because you had these massive wars going on where the Mongolians were just going through and murking everybody. So you you have the uh, the Mokale uh, and the Hakan. They're all like trying to, to band together. This is kind of like the, the nascent stages of when the beast courts come together because of the Mongolians to kind of resist this overwhelming human wave of, of destruction and genocide. Humans fault. <laughs> See? See, that's, that's pretty cool. Now that's, you know, that's going to be some cool shit to get into when we get to Henge Okai. <laughs> yes. I'm excited for when that happens, but... <laughs> Again, we got to wait. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'd love to go and talk about, I mean, the the various threats in the Dark Ages. I mean, obviously, there is... Um, Vampires. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably the biggest, but... It is. And which, um, which is, this was before their fascination with baseball. Oh. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. think Because it wasn't invented yet. yet. Yeah. Right. So, they're, they're Draculas and not umpires. Right. And they, they struck out a lot. I get it. <laughs> a joke struck out. So, yeah, out. this is definitely time for... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, they're, they're obviously the, the leeches involvement with humanity and, and they're getting tangled in with the church, which again goes hand in hand. The, it ties in with the church. Obviously the leeches control the church, but then you have the church itself, which is a problem because as we know through history, they kind of steamrolled other religions. Yes. And started co-opting things and dates. And this becomes a problem with like the crusades you, you have this situation where they're getting rid of these quote pagan religions and in that encroaching on territories and maybe converting kinfolk and just generally messing with things. You know, mm-hmm. I, I remember this is a vague memory. It's been a while since I've read the book, but you know, the, the get offenders in particular having a huge problem with the influx of Christianity in the regions. Mm-hmm. Fenrir. They weren't the get offenders. Yet. You're not the get offenders yet. I mean, no, currently not, but in a previous, you know, iteration of games, I was. But what? No, I'm just- <laughs> Daniel Tyson, everybody, yeah. let's give him a hand. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 yes. So Ouch. here's what I find really interesting about that, about the Viking Age, as well as the, the expansion of the church and all the conflicts in the British Isles at the time. You know, you had the Black Spiral Dancers, they fell around 300 A.D., which is approximately the time that the Roman Empire started to really collapse. So you have all these, you know, they're starting to regain their strength and become more evil and and prevalent. Uh, I theorize that the only reason why the Black Spiral Dancers didn't get to be, didn't get to be as strong as then as they are now is because of those things in human history. You know, all of the chaos that happened in the British Isles, especially against Scotland, 
most of their kinfolk may or may not have been wiped out by people, just by humanity expanding and being vicious. Same thing with the Vikings coming over. You know, all those those Nordic raids, they would go through. They didn't know who's a black spiral dancer, who's not. They're just murking whoever they murk. Oh, you're not you're not Nordic, you're not a Viking? Well, you're dead or you're giving me your stuff. So I would theorize that based on those human events, that actually prevented the black spiral dancers from being more of a threat than they are now. Well, you know what? Um, I'm with you and I'm not on this. You know, it, it, it's been established here, like it's written in the books, you know, that the spirals aren't really a threat mm-hmm. to speak of right now. There's a lot of truth to the fact that in Scotland, they were largely wiped out, but that's also because they migrated. So mm-hmm. there's like six of one there, right? Yeah. But the spirals in that era were, were a more canny and clever threat, but they were also more of a, more of a stealth player. They, we, they weren't the crazed, you know, largely inbred kind of thing that we look at, that we see so much of, you know, in modern times. Uh, they, they hadn't quite doubled or tripled down on the inbreeding at that point. Well, not only that, but you have the ones that were, they were going to play the long game. Well, they didn't have the numbers. And that's, that's the point. They, they were starting to play the long game, but that long game was just now happening so that you had a lot of time to progress before they got anywhere with it. So, yeah, that's, it makes sense when you say they were playing the stealth game. Preserve well, the numbers. I mean, that well, right. makes sense. Yeah. They, they, I mean, because they, and it states that they couldn't have withstood a full on assault from the nation. Mm-hmm. They might have taken out most of a tribe. But at what cost? There wouldn't have been black spiral dancers. Mm-hmm. So they had to be. They had to be clever, but they were also, they didn't have the genetic, the genetics working against them so much at that point, right. which again is part of the numbers issue. And I, I think you bring up a really good point there, Grant, that, that the various human conflicts didn't help with that. No, not at all. As far as the spirals go. But, but I really appreciate the fact that by and large, they're, they're kind of laughed off the stage. And in some cases, even considered to be a rumor. And I think in part of that also leads into the isolationism of what I'm loosely calling the Gyro Nation at the time. Because I don't even think it's fair to call them the Gyro Nation. It's just the terms we still use because, you know. Right, yeah. They weren't as organized, that's for sure. So oh, it's not. Yeah, no. they weren't. You know, I mean, uh, they, they're flat out, like, it was to a fault they were so isolationist. I mean, the, the territorial lines were so well drawn that, you know, I, I mean, it wasn't different from humans at the age. But like a sept could go generations without communication with neighboring septs, much less other tribes. Which was nuts to to hear, read, I guess, because again, you're you're looking at this, they're all European. Yes, Europe is huge, but you only have one, I guess, want to call it region where the, the Garu Nation are all, and there are only there are a lot less tribes, not a lot less, but there are only ten of the tribes. You have some who are just fucked off, the other ones who are just. Not claiming to be part of the nation, but uh, there were only 10. And, and for me, because here's the thing, you know, like Grant brought up, you know, the, the info for werewolf in Dark Ages is really sporadic and kind of scattered about. Yes, very. You know, um, there's the, the the core book, Dark Ages Werewolf, mm-hmm. that was, what, like 2003. There, there was what you guys had, which was the source book. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the year on that. It's a difference, but I remember picking up that source book is, is my point, right? And I'm flipping through it. I'm looking at the badass Ron Spencer art because Jesus Christ, that art is great. That art is good. It's like, yeah, it's the Fenner, it's the worst, the worst. Gross. 
<laughs> Aaron Ryder's just way cooler. Um, you know, but I'm flipping through it and like I see that the ten tribes and I'm pissed. I can I I get why. Right. Like this is this is in a world where all of the tribes except the White Howlers are alive and kicking and running around. Mm-hmm. And not that Porter of the time knew it, because not all that shit was concrete yet. Right. But we have established through previous episodes through the fucking lore that there was contact. We had a stargazer lead the Wendigo to the New World. Yep. Mm-hmm. So fucking, we knew. <laughs> but you also stated right there that, that you go generations without communication, so it's no wonder that tribes like the Stargazers and the Bunyip and the Pure Ones are a long way from any European Garu's mind. No, uh, and, and you're right. You know, I just... I, there's largely bigger issues they have to deal with than what's going on on the other side of the world. Certainly we could have gotten a companion piece or something. To, I'm just saying, as I was pissed as a kid, mm-hmm. picking up this book... At a time and, where the lost two of the three lost tribes are alive, yep. and not only are they not present, but we lost two or three of the existing tribes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, so I, they're all together, a, but they're not part of the nation, quote and, unquote. And back then, also, moon bridges were very rare because of how many seps kept changing hands. It's only trusted allies you're going to open an actual moon bridge with. Right, even yeah. then, I, I remember reading a bit, and I, and I feel like Grant was about to bring this up, so haha, I beat you to it. He, he, I remember it specifically mentioned, like, sometimes I get a Fenris, and, um, and, and Silver Fangs would do this too, but to a lesser extent. They'd, you know, create this alliance between Seps to get the moon bridges working, and they're like, yeah, we got the moon bridges, and it gets like, cool, our army's coming through, we're taking this shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is ours now, cool, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate you opening the door for us. Thanks. wide open to yep. Yep. We'll, we'll take that now thank you yeah I, I think an unfortunate victim of the white wolf of the day was white wolf of the dark ages you know they didn't have enough bandwidth or enough fan interest at the time because they didn't really support that particular aspect of the splat very much because the star gazers and the uktana and the croatan and wendigo and plenty of all of them they were they they were in existence back then and in some of the following books like i think it's I think it was Darkening Sky. Um, they mentioned the Stargazers and the Uptena. Um, but by and large, those, like the, the native tribes were very, very much focused on uh, the Americas. Bunyip was, you know, on their continent island down there doing their thing. The way I look at it and the way I justify it in my head as to why they weren't detailed in the Dark Ages core book was because they would have been so wrapped up in all of the crazy wars that were happening in the Far East at the time. The Three Kingdoms wars and all that stuff, the Mongolian Empire, Japan, and, and Samurais, that, that's, each one of those things would have required a book all by itself, let alone try to shoehorn that stuff into just one core book for the Stargazers. Oh, I, t- I totally agree. And it, it's funny, you know, again, Stargazers, again, we're looking at him, Yokai, you know, you talk about the Three Kingdoms here, which I, that's, like, that's like the piece of history. That's one of the few parts of history I fucking, I'm into it. But, um... <laughs> That's not what we're here for. No, it's not only is it not what we're here for, but but like it, it comes back to something I was talking just recently about the Stargazers book in our Discord. Um, I know uh, I don't remember who all was in the conversation. I know Reese was in the conversation because she she asked me who or what books I thought just kind of sucked it. <laughs> this is not actual audio. That's that's no, but I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, like. And and I pointed out the Stargazers book for that very reason. 
you know, as Grant, where you're saying like, you know, these settings and these, these particular eras could use their own books to properly flesh them out. And I thought that was my problem with the Stargazers revised tribe book. Right. Is that if you were going for the Henki Okai, why not? You're, you're learning. Book. Well, no, like, yeah, you're, you're better off doing a revised Henki Okai book is what they should have done and kept the Stargazers book just about the Stargazers, especially in a setting where with revised, the Stargazers had left the nation. So either you're playing a Hengi Yokai game, in which mm-hmm. case you need a Hengi Yokai book, or you're playing a Stargazer who stayed behind. So there's far more relevant things that need to be in that book that you don't need the Hengi Yokai shit because you're not part of the Hengi Yokai. Right. So fucking one or the other. And I think that book suffered from kind of being both, which is where this is relevant here is, is, you know, you talk about the pure ones. And while I was bummed out, they weren't there. I mean, you know, Tom and uh, uh, Grant, you guys are right that to include that stuff would have further confused the issue mm-hmm. and took away from things that are more important. And the other thing with stargazers is their mantra is just usually them and their mentor. Right. That's it. That's it. They're not big pack mentality Garu. They're, they're doing their thing. So it's kind of hard to even shoehorn them in there when they're not really involving themselves with other tribes. Right. They're going to be two Sith, right? Two Sith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anakin, Anakin <laughs> did bring balance to the Force. He killed all the Jedi but two. But two. <laughs> That's balanced. I have Just to make a Stargazer, Stargazer Anakin now. That has to be the thing. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Can't be worse than the prequels. So you've got this covered. <laughs> it's got you there. It statistically can't be worse. <laughs> anyway. I like the prequels. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> They're objectively <laughs> bad films. Moving on. Uh, and, and and Bunyip, well, yeah, they were doing their own thing. It's, we, we don't even know the conflicts that were really going on in Australia at the time. So, Well, and that's, that's a bummer, too. And again, it's not so much relevant, but like I always felt, I feel so bad for the Bunyip. They, they got the shortest end of the stick. Like, sure. through all of werewolf history. Yeah. Yes. There could have been By so much far. more there. It, it, like, there's some of Rage Australia. There's a chapter of past lives, and there's the uh, the whole bit in the Shattered Dreams. The end. The end. That's all they get. You know, Croton Song, <laughs> White Howler Tribe book. Well, we do have Howling 3. We do have Howling 3. <laughs> For good or ill. That's canon. Canon right there. You know, I, I've said it before, but I might not have said it on air. Yeah, I think you have. I know have exactly I? what you're about to say. So yeah. Oh, that, that's why? <laughs> that when people complain about the like, well, the bunny and Brent was Howling 3. Yep. That's the reason. That's exactly why. <laughs> it's because of Howling 3 <laughs> yeah. that the bunny exists. Fight me. There is it's the Can't best explanation. <laughs> yeah. It is the best explanation, and it's also probably the explanation why they never really went more into it, because they're like, shit, we base this off Howling Three. <laughs> now what? <laughs> it's fine. Yes, you've said it on here. It's so worth saying over and over again. And and I know there's always complaints too about changing breeds. Well, they just suffered all those losses. They're in <laughs> recoup mode. So you're not going to see many of them, except for the one that got the free pass. Well, and see, Korax is everywhere still. Uh, that I kind of free pass. Oh, you know, you have all these steps that don't want to speak to each other. Like for Dark Ages game, that would be the easiest way to incorporate the Korax. Is that hey, we don't want to establish Moonbridge between the different Cairns because we're afraid that there's going to be a Fenrir on the other side and take over our shit. So we're going to use our little birdie friend to go make the, all the talk. Yep, and they also still used, especially the the fangs and they Fenner, they still used Corex as their defense. The Corex would let them know, hey, someone's in your area. They were they were still largely used as that. 
So which, they're the Guru's meerkats. Gotcha. Pretty much. Yeah, which is great. You know, and let's not forget the Shadow Lords. There's, there's, uh, yep, Shadow Lords also. Yep. But, uh, any chance, right? Uh, <laughs> Free pass. But, yeah, but the thing with the, um, the thing with the rest of the fair, though, that, that, I get it, but I also sort of reject the hypothesis because, again, it's one of these situations where the, the War of Rage is kind of fresh, but it didn't just happen. But it's, right? it's and I think the way they explain it is the Garu won that area. Sure. By and large, they're, they wiped off every changing breed in that area, and no changing breed's going to come back to that area just to get fucked off again. Well, and I, I get that, but this is what I'm saying is I, is I disagree with the decision. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yes, that's what it says. Correct. Lazy writing. <laughs> yeah, and you know how Partially. I feel. You, you know, we know how I feel about the zoo force. But, you know, in an era where there's so little going on. <laughs> Okay. Couldn't we have had like follow up uprisings or something to to give a little more color? Oh, you know, that'd be cool. Would, wouldn't it have been cool? And, and, and really, I'm just going with wouldn't it be cool, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't it have been cool to have like like a group of roving girl who are just pissed over the war of rage and are kind of ignoring their mandate because they want revenge? Yes. Like a Revi- girl reviving things left and right just to fight. Well, they don't even need to. Just be girl with like a goddamn mace. Or wielding a pair of claymores. Like, you know, just fuck it. <laughs> awesome. One falls, revive it back, keep going. What, like, just wouldn't that have been cool? That would have been cool. <laughs> but no, so we're going to go sleep. And I can see him maybe picking up another Pharah or two, but not like an entire. Yeah, no, let's not make it. Yeah. But you know, uh, maybe here's here's a fucking a group of uh, qualmies setting yeah. themselves up for a comeback. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of comebacks, <laughs> you, know, you have all these people. Hold on a second, Grant. I broke <laughs> <in here. laughs> Tom too. He's just holding it. <laughs> Only so many of us get that one. I know. I know. <laughs> so great. That's what's so great about it. Oh my goodness. Oh, okay. All right. Hold on. Let me catch my breath. Oh, fuck. Be here all week. Go ahead, Aaron. And, and, and yes, how how most of the Pharaoh just hated each other because otherwise they wouldn't have lost. Let's just fucking be real here. We're going to do a whole War Rage episode. I, I know. I'm just going to say that for an hour and a half. <laughs> That's fine. I can't wait for it. But I can see it again with, if they would pick up, like maybe some girl hall and then maybe just one Kwame, like, look. I'm pissed too. I don't like you, but I want revenge. That's it. We take revenge. We leave. We're done. I, that I can see. I'm going to say real quick, and then I'm going to throw the mic back to Grant. Okay. Because I know that's not what he was about to say, and I'm curious. <laughs> but but I will. I do kind of love that idea of like like a, a fucking prototype of Hondi mm-hmm. that formed straight in revenge. that era. Yeah, just specifically to get revenge on Garu. I like that as a concept. That's a great concept, and I can see it happening. Right. That seems fun to me. <laughs> Again, it's maximum fun. Grant, what did you have for us? So you hear all the time, like, people in Werewolf Apocalypse groups, they, they theorize these chronicles about bringing back one of the fallen pharaoh. Yeah. Like, all the time, Gross. like, oh, how would I do it? How would I bring back the Apis or the Grandir Don't. or the Kamazots? You know, <laughs> what, what strategy should I use for this? Um, you shouldn't. My strategy that I would, if I was going to do that, would be to do it during the Dark Ages. 
Um, that's the oh. most appropriate time. Uh, you have the grinder that are still school pigs are still sort of connected to their past. Still have these other things. So that's that's the that's the direction I'd go with. You know, I will agree with that. I can see and, it. And again, I don't want to say if you're going to do it because we we do our thing here. Mm-hmm. All right, it's fine. What's what's the best tactic you think? Well, I think the best tactic is shutting the book and walking away and coming back when you have a better idea. But <laughs> if we're really going to entertain it, though. You know, yeah. we're, we're not going to fuck around. We're really going to discuss the time it. piece yes. properly. Yes. I think that's a great idea. It's still fresh. It's fresh enough that where it's not ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> no, that's a really good point. And it is, it, it's a good time to do that kind of thing. But to, to pogo off that, this was something actually I was talking about again with our buddy CJ is um, the concept of firsts. This is an interesting time, right? Okay. A lot of things are happening, maybe not for the first time, but close to the first time, or is happening enough to where it, it's leaving a mark or could leave a mark on the Umbra for the first time. We were riffing the other okay. day, and it's like the idea of um, first spirits. The surprise and shock you get out of it? Yeah. The, the what the fuck is this? The, the when something has become relevant enough to have a spirit... For the first time. The first time you run into a plague spirit. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, they, they talk about, the, the, again, the, the spirits of the Penarmba, but the cities in the era, right, are a problem for Garu. You know, they, they, the, the spirits in a city, like the city-based spirits, these new sp- city-based spirits, you know, they, they threaten and sometimes try to uh, chase off Garu or lead them into traps. So when's the first time, the first city father, the first city mother? See, now the question is, when's the first time they were there, or when's the first time they were noticed? Well, who gives a shit? Because we're dealing with the scale of your group. Well, that's like saying, when did the chicken cross the road, or what came first, the chicken or the egg? I mean... That's that's the fun part. That's what to riff off of. (laughs) I mean, again... You can explore that in the game, but I mean, the fact is whether whichever was first Mm -hmm. doesn't matter because it's what your group is encountering first. And that's the thing. Or what about, um, we look at Scrags as, uh, I mean, they're kind of shock troops. I mean, they're murder spirits, but they're kind of shock troops. What about when they weren't so plentiful? What's, and I know this, this is, we're, we're way ahead in terms of history here, but how about the first Scrag? Whew. The first murder spirit. I mean, again, in, in terms of the time frame here, mm-hmm. we're not close to that, and I understand. But we're playing with that. I playing with that idea. The what ifs of it. I mean, that's the point at that point. Yeah, I, I see where you're going. You know, what about the Melgian Incarna of the era? Hmm. Jesus, who I was mean. the first Lord Steel? It, it's just shit you can play with, and I mean, we're gonna. Come back around to that too when I get back to the Umbra because, you know, I, I, I got a little close to Malfi's there and we're going to have to talk about Malfi's, but maybe not yet. We'll see. But I mean, that's the fun as the storytellers. You have whatever you control. want to do with that because so, it's the firsts. Yeah. So the way I would really look at it as well, speaking, you know, bringing up all this stuff in the Umbra is because you've had these massive battles. You know, the Crusades have happened. These, you know, people have died. By the thousands on the battlefield, are these these worm aligned spirits arising? You know, during these these conflicts, 
um, what's the the realm of the battleground doing at this time? You know, it's probably going crazy with all these uh, things happening. And how is that going to impact the guru at the time? You know, you have um, like the siege of Galway, where so many people in Ireland were wiped out. That's going to have a, a huge impact on the Fianna. You know, me and Danny were speaking about it earlier. You know, how would the Fianna look at something like that? No, that's an excellent point. When you talk about the battleground, which um, was not called the battleground back then. Oh, really? I didn't write it down. Don't ask. Uh, <laughs> but it, it wasn't called that. No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't cool or different or relevant enough for me to write it down. It's called something different. But they even talk about back then. There were even clashes between wolf packs that would show up in the battleground. Okay, I Just mean because you, of the scale issue. I was gonna say the scale brings to the point where like there's not nearly as many on there. So what's significant? What's not? Right, like the war roll of decks. Rolodex is not <laughs> right, but now Rolodex because <laughs> that's what it is at that time frame. Probably <laughs> a Rolodex, people. <laughs> I'll give him the card catalog. Is that what's on my wrist? <laughs> no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I like that. That's a Rolex. <laughs> a Rolex, people. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this show, you can't afford one, but man. <laughs> Good point. Or if you can. Yeah, you can afford it. You assholes. But no, go, go, like. So whatever the original name of the battlegrounds was, yeah, it's battlegrounds fine. So, so the scale, there's only so many battles there. Exactly. So to keep it relevant, yeah, you're you're gonna have little clashes against two packs, and then as the Dark Ages comes around, I can see that now it's getting bigger and bigger, and that's where it starts to expand into battlegrounds. Speaking of the Umbral Realms. I guess we'll do this now. <laughs> we can always go back to whatever, but um, you know, since we are in the topic, you know, Grant, you, Grant, you brought us down this with the, with the battleground. Okay. There's some interesting shit in terms of you know, I, and I've talked about this before, and I never really explored it, but um, in terms of another particular game line in another time setting, mm-hmm. or even the Wild West, about what some of these near realms look like or what's in their place. Well, they would be vastly different than what's depicted now. Yes. Like Erebus would be. Well, Erebus is fine. It'd be a little different, though. But the Abyss, for example. That's where I was going to. Next one. <laughs> Jump um, it, it's like a gray, sandy plain, occasionally littered with lost items. There, There is still the, the, the great crack that, quote, drops away to oblivion. But there are bridges that cross these cracks. Like, it's nowhere near not a big fissure in it. It's just a, no. It's it's getting it's, it's, it's going to get there. there. Yeah, it's growing, but but like yeah, there's a bridge just across it. It's fine. Other than that, it's a gray wasteland, and there's just shit on the floor. That's crazy, right? And Throw I mean, the socks go. Throw <laughs> <off> the socks. <laughs> there's there's going to be some socks. <laughs> you know, and I mean they they talk about that there's still um there's there's still paths down that chasm full of riches allegedly. Sure. Is you there know. still what's is not down there too? Nightmasters doesn't exist yet. Okay. I'm going to go that far. I would assume because the crack's not big enough, but. Right. Like, uh, they say that some believe that um, before Gaia, spirits alien um, to Thurgis lived in in, in the the chaos before time, that unknowable entities still dwell down there. Like, they don't fucking know. 
but like there's even there's bridges and it's just you know like that's crazy right or here's one for you i, I took notes on some of these because it's like jesus the city is a realm they call really? it the city yeah and now they don't largely you know when they're different named realms or whatever they don't mm-hmm. go for the one for one but for me this is this is your proto scar i was that's what i was thinking is mm-hmm. like does this mean this well, is the original scar well you could look at cyber realm but cyber realm was the successor to scar yes so yeah it's a dreamlike realm that belongs to an age not yet seen renaissance style architecture mis- uh, mixing with with like uh roman and greek designs and gothic buttresses and shit for humans, it's like the perfect city. Wide sewn streets and flowing waterways that perch the sludge and manure. Look at that. It's, it's, it's great. You know, green squares and cathedrals line every block and shit like this. The, the warders have strongholds in this realm. Lord mentions, although few become to worry about the number of weaver spirits moving through the shadows, exactly what that holds for the uh, future. Yeah. This is the scar. Yeah, it's the scar. Yeah, it's the proto scar. Yep. Wow. And you think about that too, because you remember the scar got infected by the worm. Yes, and now it's just so. Like, how cool is that? That you see that be how that cycle, like, oh, looks like the weavers are going to come in. Is that a thing? Should we be worried? Well, yeah, you should be. Yes, but also, so should the weaver because they're going to get fucked off too. <laughs> That's, I mean, looking in retrospect, yeah, we know that, but right, I, I can see. Yeah, they're they're going to be worried about we the weaver spirits are just. In and out, we, yeah. We may want to keep an eye on them, and then well, and worm I, spirits like ha ha. Well, and I, and I like how is is the concept is the city. It's not a a necessarily a bad realm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, or at least how it's painted. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sure you're a red talon, you are pissed. Yes, yes. <laughs> for the red talons, it's definitely gonna be bad. But that's a no go zone for them, right? Yeah, just the the fact that the the city was held with such uh, optimism. And, you know, hope and, and light, I, I thought it was very interesting. And, and speaking of light, the light is a realm. Really? What? Yeah. Maybe more of a reason why they freaked out over this eclipse. No. Oh, all right. Well, uh, just throwing that in there. You're reaching, dude. No, well, here's the thing is, you know, I, I almost want to, I'll do some describing and you, you guys can instantly, like, you'll be know. able to tell which one what it that's, is. I, th- I think so. Okay. Uh, but I like this not, game. That's, yeah, that's a fun game we're doing now. Also, it, it's a little more interactive for the three of you because <laughs> Jesus, right? It's fine. It's fine. It's your show. So the energies of the wild cascade over werewolves who enter this realm. All right. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they feel they're, they're bursting with spiritual energy and lose control of their shape shifting powers. Which we know is an optional thing, you yeah. know, later on, but to just as a matter of fact statement, there is kind of crazy. Which just proves how strong the wild is at the time, right? Um, after the initial shock wears off, most reach a state of pleasure and harmony, where they become fluid beings at one with the wild. So don't step foot there unless you just want to be donezo. Yeah, I was going to say like so, like some heroin, maybe. <laughs> Um, time loses all meaning, and some believe that it's possible to travel into the past or the future in this realm. Wild spirits dwell here, and they invite werewolves deeper into this mysterious place. Not all those who accept their invitation return. Hmm. <laughs> Clearly it's Flux. But it, I'm just thinking, like, what would be the name beforehand? The Light. The Light. The light. I, I just, just said it. Just Thanks, said for that. The podcast. Fucking Thanks for listening to the podcast, Dan, you dumbass. 
It's Take all as, our fun away. It's not as fun when he does it to himself. I know. I'm just mad that I didn't even. Like, I just said it. It's obvious. Like, why? Well, I just said it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Man. He just said it, and I'm stupid enough that I didn't even put. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> moving on. So, you know, the, the Dark Ages werewolf books, they kind of get bad rap. You know, you, see, you can look up some reviews online of, of the, the time set splitting or splat setting, and uh, a lot of people don't like it because of how dependent it was on Vampire, the Dark Ages. You know, so the fact that they went in so deep on the Umbra for the core books is a real big bonus to me because I can use the, the Vampire Dark Ages books to really flesh out, like, the, the human aspect of the setting. Like, I can use the werewolves, like, which, which cities do I want to go against and all that stuff and really run from that. No, that's a good point. And I mean, it, it is, I got, I got a few more to talk about, but I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. You know, I, I don't understand, I guess, the bitching because as you bring up, you know, the, the vampire stuff, you know, that deals with other human shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that and that's important because again, and you've heard me say this, what the fuck do you got to do all day? You know, I mean, I, I believe there's an answer to that, but you know, it's, it's a question that the books don't do a great job of answering. Right. Like, you know, fucking what are the, you're the player, figure it out. Right, but like, you know, you're okay, you got bond detail if you're at the Sept, great. And then maybe you go and hunt the worm. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, it differs between packs. But like, what, what's your fucking day entail there? Like, you're not, you don't have a day job. What's your no. baddie of the day? Right, like you you murdered everyone in the bank. You know? Congratulations. Right, like that's not going to help. So you have that vampire stuff to handle that. The, the human, the, the day, the, the world aspect of it. You've got history to help with that. But yeah. You look to the Umbra, you look to stuff like this. Um, and, you know, dare I say it, is trite and contrived is time travel is all the time. Unless uh-huh. mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. All right. Unless you happen to be back to the future. And that gets like a Michael J. Fox pass. <laughs> like the four of you who haven't seen Back to the Future, that's your assignment for the week. <laughs> Fucking fix that. But... Time travel in pretty much any other instance, like this is not a great idea, it's a little advised. But you have this back door with the light, you know, the proto flux. Hmm. You know, there there are ways. This is an end to do this. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. Right. And it's it's a way, be careful with it, to have something from the past show up. We you could do this. This is, this is a way. Don't go nuts though. Fucking please don't go nuts. It could ruin a lot of things. Right. Don't don't make a meal of time travel. Don't it, it's it's never a good idea. It always messes things up. It's you know, let's not make this a portal to go to the Jetsons times and then back to let's not do that. But you know, if a pack of something came out of flux or the light, there's something there. I can it, see that being a, a big bad story. of the week. Something. Yeah. Or a chronicle. Or oh, yeah. a thing to be protected and saved because it doesn't exist anymore. But that thing certainly doesn't trust or believe you because <laughs> when it left the Umbra, you were killing all of its friends and family. <laughs> right? Or maybe something from the future who wound up um, that, that lone figure who everyone thinks is nuts, this mad prophet talking about things that can't be possible. Is he nuts? Is he onto something? I don't know. But I, I think there's a little room to play with there. Just don't go crazy. Less is more. Yeah. But if you want to get weird, 
and you want to do some of that shit, this is the how and why to do it. Let's get weird. Right. And I mean, again, it's on it, so let's let's move on. How about Dragon Home? Dragon. Okay, I'm, I'm Dragon happy. Home. Well, dragons were a thing. I have an idea just off the name alone. What do you got, Danny? Legendary? No. That is, in fact, the Legendary Realm. Huh. It's still the Legendary Realm. Interesting. Okay. It's not Wolf Home, is it? Nope. Okay. That was going to be my second guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, just because of the naming. You ready? All right, yeah. Pangea. Well, oh, shit. Oh, well, that makes more sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. I didn't, yeah. What the fuck's a dinosaur? Dragon. I mean, <laughs> you see a T-Rex, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's just a big old dragon. Right? Pangea was known as dra- There's nothing more relevant or interesting to say about <laughs> it's it. just the name. I just thought it was cool that it's like, dragons are real, and I'm reading the little write-up, and I'm like, no, this is just Pangea. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You're just calling dinosaurs dragons, and I love that I love that because you don't have the reference. That's that fits perfect, actually. Yeah. Well, now here's one. I, I, I got two more I want to talk about. Okay. And these are both a little more detailed because I find these the most interesting. So you save these for last. I save these for last, and they're a little wordier. I did a lot of direct quoting. So the desert of decay. Okay. This realm, also known as the wasteland, scorches visitors with its blistering heat. Corpses lie strewn across the sands as if they were thrown about randomly by a giant. A sense of decaying flesh and rotting meat choke the air. Visitors hear a soft but constant buzz from flies and other insects. The only birds are carrion feeders, marking the dead with circles in the air. Most of the bones of those bodies are animals wild and domestic. Few humans lie baking in the sun. Most of the dead appear to be recent kills. Some guard have returned to this realm after years have passed, only to recognize the same bodies still rotting. This is doubtless a place of the worm. Banes and occasionally black spiral dancers wander through this dread landscape, eating at the bodies. Um, seems that the, the desert, some think that the desert is only the beginning of the realm, that the spirits of the dead dwell across the set of mountains far from the realm's entrance. Others say that the path to the home of the worm runs through the desert of decay. Melfi's. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I was like, is it Erebus? No, no, nope. it's not Erebus. Not Erebus. Oh, it's got to be Melfi's. That's, that's definitely Melfi's before it right? became the big bad Melfi's. It seems we did like a whole fucking episode oh, on yeah. Melfi's to see that humble beginning. That's fucking awesome. Right? It's hell on earth, I mean, essentially. Well, and at that point, think about this. Somewhere in that realm is the Temple Obscura. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it just hasn't been found yet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Or it's Be- just not large enough. It hasn't had enough there to make it large enough. But, I mean, that's where the dance happened, that the actual Black Spiral Labyrinth. and the t- So, somewhere in this desert of fucking nightmare. <laughs> desert. And that grows to become the cityscape and the Garden of Nightmares in the wild fonts. And, you know. And it just takes over the whole realm. Damn. That's awesome. Right? I got super into it when I read that. I'm like, that's the fucking, that is cool. And then finally, um, I have the, the Land of Dark Reflections. Hmm. All right. I mean, now it's down to uh, process of elimination, but still. Or is it? Yeah, or is it? Or just a realm that's not known, one that's gone already. Yeah, the the Land of Dark Reflections uh, is often confused with the penumbra because of its resemblance to the physical world. It's a terrifying place, however, one lit by a flickering candle that reflects the world's worst fears about the world. 
Most werewolves confront personal challenges here as if spirits from their own lives test their courage. Some Gaur believe they must face their true selves in the land of dark reflections. Others think that the realm is a trick, a deception created by the worm. Some say the realm is a blessing from Gaia, a place where the visitor can see himself as others see him. The Silver Fangs see it as a place where they can confront their darker sides and overcome them. The Red Talons believe that it is a place where they can wrestle with the worst parts of their, of their human sides. They hold the Shadow Wood, as they call it. I like that better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in great reverence and fear. Um, stories exist of monsters lurking in the realm and pack mates encountering shadowy versions of other members of their packs. The realm changes visitors, either inspiring them to greatness or driving them to the depths of Hirano. Why does this sound familiar? It wolf ain't Wolfholm. No, but it sounds familiar. I was going to guess Wolfholm. I know, you just started to say it. But Wolfholm, and I, I think I, I said it a couple minutes ago, Wolfholm is Wolfholm. No, it sounds like um, Damn. the gardens in Melfi's. The Garden of Nightmares? Yeah. It sounds a bit like... I, I could see I could see a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. But this is its own realm. But what if it got absorbed into the Melf- into Melfi's growing, and that's what absorbed this realm into it? Maybe, but maybe... Oh, I like your thought process there. Maybe it is still its own thing, a realm that was lost. Or sealed away, or just forgotten about, or, you know, what's, what's here? What hidden moon paths... Could lead you back to the shadow wood, and what's hidden in the shadow wood? What's lurking in the shadow wood? What's its true purpose? I think there's a lot to posit on here because, yeah, it's, to me, this is this is a different realm. Mm-hmm. This is this is a new thing, right? Like this is it, that's clearly not the atrocity realm. No, no, the Definitely. cyber realm it's doesn't not exist. Wolf home, realm doesn't exist. Yeah. Right? We wolf home does exist. Summer country does exist. The legendary realm does exist. We're running out of fucking realms here, <laughs> and they're stronger at that time too. Right? So this thing is intriguing as shit to me. That is really cool. You can definitely take that in many different directions. Right? And again, this this applies not just to a Dark Ages game. Oh, you can put this in modern. That's what I'm saying. Hidden, long lost moon paths to to a realm that no one has heard of in hundreds of years. Generations. I mean, something so old and, and forgotten that there's no mention of it right. in any other book ever. So, carte blanche, man. Hmm. I want to use it now. <laughs> right? Just because it's the only mention of it. But yeah, it's just rife with potential. Mm-hmm. There's far too much potential there. I still like my idea, though. But I don't, I don't <laughs> dislike your idea either. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's just writing it off. I mean, yeah, it's just writing it off. That's explaining in, it, it away and let's move on. Right. Let's play with it instead. Exactly. That's, that's a little mind-blowing. Please, please don't do that to us in our game. Not yet. <laughs> well, now he's gonna, because he just invited it. Just, just let, let a few more things happen first. Yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna waste this on fucking First Chronicle. Let's if we make it even through our First Chronicle. Fucking, let's, let's stop at the latest cliffhanger that you heard last week, everybody. From We're gonna take an abrupt 90-degree <laughs> angle. And what is the like cliffhanger how- they heard last week? Oh, God. Don't even play with that. <laughs> Jeez. That might be the meanest thing he's ever said to people who aren't us. That's fair. <laughs> I have to look at the schedule to figure that out. And who knows? It might not even be recorded. Yeah, I mean, 
That's another thing. That's what I'm saying. Don't even play with that time. Right? Jeez. You're referencing a thing that both hasn't aired, been recorded, or written. More than likely. I was going to say more. Maybe it was recorded, but who knows? I'm not even... Let's not even play with that. (laughs) Even then, by the time they hear it, none of it would have aired. Right. So... Man, you're just mean. Yeah, that was <laughs> no, that was the meanest thing he's ever said to people who aren't us. But yeah, so I mean, I think those the changes, the umber. That's some really interesting shit, and there's a lot of potential there to play with, and Big especially time. looking at it from that past lens mm-hmm. to see what you can do with it and what it becomes. It, I think it's pretty great. It, it's one of those angles that you can really fucking dig into for for the mm-hmm. the era. There's the tribes to consider too. I mean, we talked about how there's only ten. But, you know, obviously, the things aren't the same. It, it depends. Oh, we touched on it a little bit. It's a nation, but not. Yeah, well, it's it's the nation, but only the European nation. But, I mean, again, it's I, with how isolationist they are, I don't think mm-hmm. it's even fair to call them a nation. It's just a thing that we do because we've been labeling them as such for the last 30 years. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> just about. Jesus. But Danny. Yeah. Tell us about uh, some of the noteworthy stuff here. Well, I mean, a lot of it is is kind of the same. It all depends on, and it, it doesn't even depend. It's what that tribe is doing because of that time period. Right. So you look at the Furies, there's not a whole lot of difference. They are still very much the protection of women. They are still very much women only. Well, in the, the struggle there is very real. <laughs> Like, it's, it's a much, mm-hmm. it's a bigger animal at that point. Yeah, it's a different time, so for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, but they still go with the part where they they don't like helping those who won't help themselves. It's a very big part of that, for that time period especially. So, Which is a little surprising to me, because it's it's not a, it's not the era of the empowered woman. You know, Steinem and Paglia aren't walking the streets of, you know, <laughs> I, I know what you're Dark saying. Ages London or what have you. Mm-hmm. London. Dickensian <laughs> London? Jesus, Porter. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's not that era. Mm-hmm. It's not that time. You know, it's not like, oh, your husband will be made. No, it's like someone's going to just set you on fire. <laughs> you would think that the Furies might cut, cut, the lady, cut people a little more slack. I mean, I would assume so too, but again, but apparently if not. not. Yeah, but if you're not helping yourself, you don't deserve our help. Uh, well, I'm not even. I'm not arguing with the mantra. I'm just mm-hmm. surprised their stance wasn't a little softer, considering the times. Right. But then you move over to the Bonars, and yes, they're city, and they live among. I, I, they use the word filth a lot. Well, well, the time. <laughs> But they also started like hiding among like the organized religion. And this would help them stay like closer to humanity. And get the one up on the big bad at the time. Yeah. I mean, because you also had, yeah, you had the vampires doing the same. So they're trying to live among that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think the the biggest difference, um, yeah, the Bonars did have a lot to do with uh, the Dark Ages, villages and cities and stuff. But I think the biggest difference tribal-wise uh, between Dark Ages and Modern Ages is going to be the Glasswalkers. They even had a different name back then, and you had the emergence of guilds 
and all of these uh, very Weaver-esque institutions and organizations beginning to infiltrate uh, human society. So the the warders of men, which is what they were known as back then, they were definitely of a different mindset than the glass walkers now. Like they were definitely seeing like, hey, we need to support these guys and this type of thing because they can make us stronger overall. And they have some good ideas for organization and communication. Maybe that we can facilitate this to strengthen uh, the guru as a species overall. Oh, yeah. They, they, they believed humanity is what's going to help them. How do I put this? They believed humanity is what will lead away from worm and that, worm corruption. Bet that little backfire. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Bet you they're not uh, <laughs> looking back at that finally. <laughs> But you know it is it is worthy, uh, no worthy to point out like like Grant said. You know the warders of men is is really the most. It's the biggest change, yeah, and it's the lamest version of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because again, you, you look at all the other ones, and just a real quick, I guess you, I just said Black Furies and Nars, and then you had Children of Gaia, Fenrir, Fianna, the Red Talons, Shadow Lords, the Striders. Silver Fangs, and again, the Warders of Men. So there's your ten. But yes, the biggest difference, uh, all of them, any of them, is the Warders of Men. And it's, yeah. You know, <laughs> the, and again, the lamest, the, the lamest version. version. You know, in just in terms of naming. Like, you look at, like, for me, it, it doesn't, you can't beat the Iron Riders. Oh, I agree. That, that is the peak coolness of that tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, you... Yeah, I can't even argue that. I can't yeah. even attempt right now. <laughs> right. I like the name Glasswalkers. I think it's a cool, it's a different kind of metaphor. I like the correlation. Yeah, yes, it's not as cool Iron, as Iron Riders. But I agree, yes. <laughs> Iron Riders is ten times still cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course the Fenner, that's you know mm-hmm. that's great too. And I mean for me, like I have, you know, ever since being introduced to the Fenner in Dark Ages, I've always made that distinction between the Get of Fenners and the Fenner in terms of um, old school. Yeah, you know, you've—I mean, you've heard me say it. Mm-hmm. You know, I—I I can the old school Get of Fenners in, in my games more often than not do not use the term Get of Fenners. Right. It's it's the difference between like Zylo and Jaeger. Yeah, I mean, obviously, two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Very, yeah. very many, very many decades, many decades, many generations. Yes. <laughs> But looking at that, you know, you have um, – you also have a breakdown. Like, you know, the the, the walkers, obviously – not the walkers. What am I talking about? The lords and the fangs. Like mm-hmm. was, we, we were talking about earlier. The lords and the fangs of the Fianna. The, the royal yes, tribes. In the was, royal tribes. Yeah. And but that then, was only established name-wise from the Nars. Sure. But to finish my thought, mm-hmm. you know, you also have the um, – the warders in the Nars, obviously pro-humanity, we're aware of that, but the right. children and Gaia were lumped in that too. A little bit. So, so this is a, this is a fun dynamic in terms of a tribal conflict if you're putting games together. That's, that's six tribes right there mm-hmm. that kind of have their own little place where you could do a little bit of crossover with them or working together or even against each other for territory. Right. But, Right for tribal conflict, which is really going to be a big part, should be, can be a big part of Dark Ages. A, a part that made me laugh, because when we did our, our first tribal series, and when we were talking about Imperium, right, and we were trying to figure out who's claiming all this. Yeah. Right off the bat, Children of Gaia strictly just say, look, 
it was because of us that everyone held off long enough on the Imperium that we saved the rest of humanity. It was because of us, everyone slowed down, took their time, and looked around and made sure this wasn't going to happen again. <laughs> it was just, it was making me laugh because of the very first Children of Guy episode we did. Oof. And, yeah. That, that was a bit That's rough, I classic get it. shit. Yep. <laughs> I, I get it. Was that one of the hey, first we're only here because the Coggies said so. Just saying. Of course. <laughs> well, joke's on them, because we're out of time. So we ain't going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Yeah, we, we shouldn't go into that very far anyway. Yeah. They get their redo soon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, uh, season four, new tribal series, but we've talked about that before. Grant, great to have you back, man. It's been too long. It has been. We'll have to, we'll have, to have you back uh, pretty soon. Definitely. Okay, maybe maybe we can get some kung fu fighting going on. A little hengi <laughs> action. <laughs> That might be a spoiler. <laughs> what? Don't know what you're talking about. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, in the meantime, hope you enjoy the next uh, next chapter of the of the game. See what these knuckleheads get into. Nothing uh, good. Right. Until then, uh, on behalf of uh, all of us here, Scratchable Studio, Daniel Tungsten, Mr. Tommy Dirksen, I'm Porter, also me. <laughs> <laughs> What just happened? I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Just keep going. <laughs> keep Everything's your, fine. Yeah, everything is fine. Keep your claws sharp and your hand swivel. And take care. Because of Howling 3 that the bunny exists. Fight me.